What's up, guys? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's completely free. Not only is it free, but there are also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, they'll be able to distribute your podcast for you on all the famous platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If you guys are creatives and want to get after it, I highly suggest using Anchor. Reverend curiosity about everything. You have a critical opinion of most things. A big picture thinker, you find yourself unconcerned with details. You tend to be fairly sarcastic and make other people feel uncertain. That's a lie that you're unconcerned with details. Yeah, that's it's a complete I lie. I know. I'm I obsess over details. I live for the details. Yeah, that's exactly the problem with astrology. Yeah. Wait, how do I keep this? Yeah, yeah, it's right here. In, that. in a no, sense, no it, thing on the other side. In a sense, it's BS. You're saying. It's some of it's right, but then again, that could be applied to a lot of people. Yeah, because like we are Capricorn. we are the same people, kind of. Yeah, it's very dynamic. That's yeah. why I think astrology plays very well into the multiple personalities theory. Yeah. Remember Just, when me and Zade made fun of it? Do you take shit too? Yeah, there's, there's so <laughs> yeah, much to make fun about astrology. Oh, you're disciplined. You know, like anyone can admit to stuff like that. That's just very broad. No, I don't. I don't know. It's well, I, in my opinion, it's just too broad. Like yeah. you said. Yeah. I mean, there's too many avenues you can go down. It's too reachable for multiple people and stuff like that. And welcome back to the 2AM podcast, people. You know what is reachable, though? The 2AM podcast. The 2AM podcast. Yeah. 2AM podcast. Episode number, number 30, baby. 30. We need a pate for the third day. And uh, our first uh, topic of discussion is astrology, as you might have noticed. Um, but yeah, what's your, what's your main problem with astrology? Well, kind of what I just said. It's like too lofty of a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, they like to use big words when you read it, which likes, which makes you feel... I guess very empowered like in a sense, it's like like i was just reading mine it says uh this is a big collection of words your mercury is in sagittarius meaning your intellect is expansive boundary pushing and independent like it's just word porn now exactly yeah. that's what it is and it's applicable to a lot of people that's what it feels like to me however i do feel like there can be some rootings like the the traditional practices of it or like the roots of it mm -hmm. could make sense mm -hmm. I just feel like where it's gone now is so diluted from what it used to be. Like maybe back in like when it first became a thing, there was some reasoning behind it. Like obviously there was, they were tracking stars. They were more observant about people. Now we just go to some random bitch's blog and then oh. we learn about how me as a Capricorn, like, oh my God, I'm so, I'm not envious, but I'm just like very business savvy and I don't care about relationships. Uh-oh, I sharded all over the wall. I'm such a Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> such a fucking Capricorn. Oh yeah, that was, that was another yeah. thing, but I want to get back to that. Yeah. What were you going to say? Well, think about the demographic that astrology caters to. It's like, what would you say, like 15-year-old to 24-year-old no. oh, well, okay, young women? I know, it, it affects a lot of people, though. Like a lot of people are into it. People you wouldn't even suspect. Really? Yeah. They that just that's just my it. assumption. I think a lot more people are into it than you would expect. They just aren't vocal about it. Mm. And the ones that happen to be vocal about it are probably the most annoying. Yeah. On Twitter, it's, my God, it's it's a spectacle. Well, look, I met this wonderful lady. She's about, I don't know, she's in her 60s, probably close to 70. But she has studied this stuff, right? And to me, the way the way she told me about it was from an entertainment point of view. 
So she likes to entertain people, kind of like a magician, mm. right? Where they'd be like, okay, when were you born? Okay, what day? All right, what time? You know, and then from there, she'll start telling you things about yourself that are true, but they're worded a certain way to make you laugh, mm. right? So you're like, oh my God, how did you know? You know? How did you know that how I did, had how did you know that? and a mother? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, how did you know I clipped my toenails last week? Okay, that's creepy. That's creepy. But <laughs> she was watching it. Yeah. <laughs> She's telekinesis. Like, she had a she had a prediction or a vision that yeah. you were gonna be her next customer. So yeah, exactly. Some, some juicy deets. But on that you. persona she had was just like very entertaining. Like she was very like just mm. talkative and she knew she kind of like she knew the things to say, obviously. So it made you feel good about yourself. And it was just kind of like just down funny. Yeah. Like into like her personality too. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like, oh, I know facts or Did whatever. Did she like claim to be a psychic of some kind or just somebody that's talking about astrology? Somebody that's close somebody. to psychic, but not really. I'm sorry. I'm not psychic. A witch? But I'm, I'm yeah, not because psychic, that's, that's but her I'm line of work. Spiritually awake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. So not, not a psychic like as in, oh man, you're dying in four years. No, none of that shit. But it was just more like, I do want to go to a psychic just for shits and giggles. Yeah, I've been to one. I remember David Icke in that interview that we discussed uh, last episode. He was talking about how he went to a psychic, and she told him something like, "You're going to you're going to spread certain messages on a world stage." And to him, that was very like that was groundbreaking, especially considering you know looking back, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there are certain things that pique my interest. But at the same time, I'm not, I'm not attached to the ideology of astrology because it's like a lot of it is very vague in general, like Logan mm-hmm. mentioned. It is. It's just very well worded. It makes you feel like prestigious, doesn't it? Exactly. It's unique. Perfect. You're like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a. I do brush my teeth three times a day. It's you know? like a. <laughs> this is kind of a horrible way to frame it, but it's kind of like a cheap therapy where you don't learn anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guarantee you there's a lot of people out there that are going to feel a lot better by reading their astrology page, right? Yeah. It's going to bring them some form of comfort. Maybe that's like their kind of form of religion, but not like they practice it like a religion, but they follow guidelines of it and like that's how they live their life and maybe that makes them better. I can see that. Who knows? I don't know. But what I'm saying is you don't, I feel like you don't grow from it. It's all about identifying things about you already that yeah. maybe you didn't know before or stuff like that. But I think you already knew and it was probably something you didn't really want to address. Mm. Are you saying like, like people take a look at whatever they're given uh, based on whatever their their chart, I guess, and then they stay, they just stick themselves within that box? They don't expand themselves outside of it? I feel like therapy is designed for change. Yeah. And it's also designed for for you to be a better person, I imagine, to talk out your issues, work through them, figure out a silver lining to a situation or figure out how to change the situation within you or whatever it is going going on in your like friend group or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's designed to make you a better person while Mm -hmm. astrology is just kind of something that you read Mm -hmm. and it falls more under the guise of a religion to me. Yeah. Modern day... Like, I want to say modern day feminist religion. No, it's not. It's not a feminist only thing, though. Like so it feels like it. it. It very much feels like it. Just to me, just to me, it feels like therapy is more driven on building a better you. Yeah. And then according to you, 
not necessarily according to society. Meanwhile, religion is kind of building you to be a better person for society and kind of repress some of the problems that you might have had. And then astrology is just telling you things to make you feel good. Mm. Or maybe, and then somebody would argue, well, there's things in there that make you feel bad. And it's like, yeah, but do you address them? No. No. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> that, that it is what it is. And you kind of move on from there and forget that it even happened in the first place. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, it. it's fun. If it, yeah, it's fun. If it makes you feel better, that that's great. You know, I'm not going to shit on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you like it, there's nothing wrong with it. The thing I do have a problem with, however, is when you hide behind your shitty behavior by saying, oh, I'm this sign. That's oh, a big I, that problem. is right. Okay. That that's like nuts. saying, like, for example, mine says the sun you are in is an Aries, meaning you are fundamentally assertive and persistent and courageous. Right. Now I can think of situations where I wasn't courageous. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Does that mean it's consistent? No. No. That goes to show you that there is a flaw with this. I don't There's, think, I don't know if astrology is even intended to be consistent. Like I would have to talk to somebody that's more in the field to understand that better. But yeah. But a lot of people swallow it and just consume it. Like that's exactly. it. Exactly. It's just like, yes, I am assertive and persistent and courageous. It's like, like a that's Netflix it. show. Yeah. You just consume. Yeah. You don't, you don't participate. It's not like. I mean, unless it's like specifically a documentary, you're not really going to learn that much. Yeah. Like, are you still watching? Fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> I canceled this subscription, yeah. bitch. Yeah, Netflix need to remove that feature, dude. Fuck. You'll learn much more yeah. by getting a gym membership and going to the gym consistently than Ooh. reading astrological charts. I'll tell you that. Well, dude, sit in a room and be bored and you'll learn more than your fucking son will ever tell you, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Sorry, only place, Zade. The only place you have... <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, but Capricorn energy, big dick energy. Yeah, dude. Don't forget that. Hey, dude. Don't forget about the Sagittarius, bro. Come on, man. The Sag of Terius. <laughs> Sag. Sagittarius. The Sag. <laughs> the Saggy Terries. Oh God, I don't want to hear it like that, dude. Jesus. Oh, uh, you know what's funny? Aries, air, air means dick in Arabic. Yes. <laughs> Stemmed from a Roman, stemmed yeah. from Roman beliefs. So I, I would like coincidence. To, I think not. Yes, <laughs> I would like to apologize to anyone that I have been a an heir to an heir. <laughs> but I am an Aries, okay? So I am assertive and competitive. Okay, <laughs> but, but also, if we talk about astrology, yeah. we also have to get into the other areas, like, for example, channeling. Uh, another example, you're remote gonna, viewing. You're going to need to be more specific about channeling because I think I know what it is, but I'm not 100% sure. From what I know about channeling, which is very little, so don't shit on me for, for my explanation, but basically you are stepping outside of yourself and tapping into a greater consciousness, for lack of a better word, to receive divine revelation or something like that. What do you think? What the fuck? So you're Wait. channeling, you're channeling, Chan you're higher, channeling higher level knowledge. Yes, whether, that's outside of your your own capacity or slash knowledge base. What kind of knowledge? I believe any knowledge. I don't know. Are there different things that you channel to acquire different knowledge? Yeah, I can imagine. Or is that it just one all knowing channel source <laughs> that you tap into? When you're digging deep for the answers. Yes, the channel source is uh, HBO. 
<laughs> Damn, I've been watching Showtime this whole time. Did you know that the CIA was actually like they ran exper experiments with remote viewing? Yeah. And apparently got some like some pretty accurate stuff. Yeah. That's interesting stuff. Yeah, they did that in um I thought it was the CIA did that during the Cold War to find nuclear warheads in in uh, Russia or uh, different parts of Cuba. They tried remote viewing. They also, I believe, did it in World War II, but they were trying to use um, telepathic weaponry. So like the movie, uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats, mm -hmm. like that was a real thing that people actually... What? Yeah, they did conducive studies on if you could actually take somebody down with nothing but your mind. Hmm. You're just staring at them. Intense focus. Yeah. By the way, I'm not going to let a stupid app tell me if I'm compatible with someone or not. No. No. Yeah, because right? according to the app, we have almost nothing in common which is bullshit because we're kicking it every day and it, like <laughs> basically yeah so fuck off app okay <laughs> app's bullshit yeah but like i i don't see why people would take this to a certain extreme where they're like they're trying to find their their significant other it's religion he mentioned it he mentioned the word it's religion Ooh. for a lot of young people it's modern young and old modern day religion that so think of like that does make sense also kind of think about it like how many people of the older generation. So you guys, for you, Said, it's definitely going to be more Islamic driven. Yeah, of course. Like they talk about Allah and like a bunch of religious stuff and stuff mm -hmm. like that. For me, some of my family members that are a little bit older, that all they do is like, oh, Jesus this and the Lord provides and blah, blah, blah. This. Now, almost all I hear from young people, like none of the Jesus shit, right? Yeah. It's almost all, all this astrological science <laughs> it's and all, whatnot. It's Astrology. All and all this stuff. It's like, oh, I'm a Capricorn. Like, go to a college party and try not to hear one mentioning of <laughs> astrology. I dare you. I've been to one, and I heard it multiple times. Wow. I'm not a big party guy. So statistically, it should have been pretty low that I heard anything about astrology. Yeah. You know what they say <laughs> about guys. So many times. You know what they say about guys that are Aries, right? What? They got big. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. They got big brains. <laughs> oh, hit me with a double B, bro. Yeah, you'll, you'll fit yeah. in right into into an average college party if you're exactly. Like, what's hey, your sign? You know what's a good experiment? Hmm. Why don't we pretend to be a, like, for example, I'm an Aries. I could be, pretend to be like a Capricorn. Right? No one would know. And just the go to a party. The universe would know, and it wouldn't. Allow go to a party, you to do that. right? And then convince someone, and and then just talk about all this crap. And then what? at the end of the conversation, just be like, "By the way, I was lying." You could so do that. But on, I I'm feel an Aries. Like, I feel like with some people, you mm -hmm. can't bullshit it. Yeah. No, but I feel like at the end of that conversation, they're gonna be like, "Oh, that makes sense. I was wondering. You're such an Aries." See. Like you see how it could go from like, "Oh my God, you're such a fucking Capricorn," to "You're such an Aries." Yeah. Social I could pressing. change one quality and just then all again, of a sudden. you're also the guy at the party that's being a dick and just lying about his astrological sign. Bro, how's that a dick move? The dick know. move well, is that like, astrological oh, shit a, fucking no, you're exists. Making, you're making fun dude. of everybody there. Dude, and you're okay. asserting yourself in a position of authority. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to lie. Moral it's, hierarchy. it's fun to hear, but I'm nowhere near believing it. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm neither am yeah. I. Yeah, God, yeah. No. So I don't think it's a dick move. I think it's just a funny joke. <laughs> well, it's a conversation with people and then like you're going this whole thing and then this conversation was formed 
and then you have to right at the very end drop your pants and take a fat shit on it by saying you're all <laughs> fucking stupid you all thought this yeah you all thought that you're all wrong well dude i mean if you're taking it as a religion in my opinion i feel like that's just wrong because there's so many other paths you can go but people take it that but yeah seriously. but if people do take it that seriously i apologize if i do offend anyone there, but i do not see it that way whatsoever there are people <laughs> who are so-called experts in astrology yeah. on twitter 150,000 plus followers who get paid a full-time income to like read people's charts and tell them a whole bunch of stuff about themselves. Mm. I'm shocked that they're not in they're not in um finance or economics. I feel like people that could manage that much information would be really good With as economics. like an an economics or finance major cuz so they'd just be looking at charts all day. We have mm. too many people in finance. <laughs> too many smart people in Yeah, finance. but then they would also be good at the census. 2020 baby. 2020. What do you think Donald Trump's fucking <laughs> sign is? I mean, we could Google it. I think he's either a Leo or an Aries. I think he's a Capertarius, bro. He's none. He's none of the above. Capertarier. <laughs> yeah, man. Just he's a he's a wild one, man. Uh, <laughs> We're waiting on Logan to bring up Mr. Donald J. Is no that his, is that his, uh, way, dude. Donald? Yeah, Donald J. Uh, by the way, I, I think he changed his name from Drumpf to Trump. Drumpf? I think it was like Drumpf or something before. Like I heard a rumor that I need to Google that. I don't know if it's true. But there was a little there was something a long time ago when he first got into his presidency where people were saying his last name was Drumpf. Oh, he's a Gemini, the clever, fast talking sign governed by Mercury, the messenger. <laughs> So odd. He's a Gemini with a Leo rising in Sagittarius moon. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> God, dude. I, I I just remember this one time I was asked all these questions and I was like, I'm not interested. And she insisted that I tell her. And I was like, you know what? I'll let you have your phone. And she's like, wow. Okay. Okay. I see. Your sun is this. Your moon is that. The stars are this. The sky is that. Your toilet is this. I'm like, dude, okay. Like, <laughs> like that's how I started hearing shit by that, by that point. You know and then I mean? she left because you guys weren't compatible. Yeah. Based off of the chart. Exactly. She's like, yeah. She's like no way. Yeah, nah, no way. <laughs> like, what are you measuring, Deuces. dude? This is beyond dick measuring. Like, this is just like you're measuring so many things. It's actually retarded. <laughs> <laughs> she saw the app. This, by the way, the app that we were looking at, it has like a list of... It's called CoStar. It, it's a... Uh, Okay, so like it's very interesting. I like their approach to astrology. It's more of like a social media. Yeah. Almost like I think that's how it should have been done. Like it's a great business model and it's a cool app and functionality, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. My favorite feature on it is the one that we're talking about right now where it lines up all your different, your moon sign and your star sign and your sun or whatever. And it lines all those up and it compares them. You can add your friends. And uh, it compares your friends and yours and it determines like how compatible you two are. Yeah. So for instance, Zayd and I, when we checked if like our compatibility, we had like four things. We had we had a lot of stuff in common. Um, that was like a good thing. It was the smiley face emoji or whatever it was on there. And then um, we had other things where it was just like a meh face. It was just like, hey. I mean, you're not going to be best of friends, but you're not going to hate each other. You're going to get along just fine. Yeah. And Zayd and I, we only had those two criteria. Then Saeed and I <laughs> became <laughs> friends. 
and I didn't even realize that a sad face was an option. <laughs> yeah. That means you guys are destined to be lovers. We're not very... Well, interestingly enough, the, apparently the love and pleasure compatibility <laughs> lines up very well. So does the philosophies of life. But apparently our basic identities have nothing in common. Our moods and emotions, none. And our intellect and communication are completely separate Sounds from like another. the perfect relationship. Well... Sounds like a modern relationship. No. Sounds like a divorce waiting to happen in two weeks. Well, think weeks. about it. Any yeah, relationship, relationship, you need other fucking aspects to, to link as well. Not just love and pleasure. <laughs> oh, no, no. Then we had a, our section, a, our sex, an aggression. Was that, was that a, just a meh? Sean our Connery. senses of responsibility were also at the same thing. Yeah. Sean Connery, mm. sometimes you just gotta slap and a Sometimes bitch. you just gotta... Give it a nice little shot. <laughs> Have you seen that video? Yes. <laughs> I my okay. I walked I walked into the living room the other day. And my dad was watching a movie where Sean Connery is a detective, and I wish I could remember what it is. It's very outdated by today's means, but it's still like a classic movie. Yeah. And uh, I think it was about like taking down Al Capone. A classic masculine movie. Yeah, it was yeah. super fucking macho. Like. Um, What's his name? Famous actor, always in mob movies. Uh, recently did, recently uh, did the remake of that famous Italian mob movie. I'm trying to remember. I know his fa Robert uh, De Niro. Robert De Niro's in it. He's playing uh, Al Capone, and then, um, and then, uh, good lord, what's his name? The actor uh, that we were just Sean Connery. Sean, Sean Connery. <laughs> he's one of the detectives, and he's like a really tough. Like he just he like beat the shit out of a cop <laughs> when asking for information, and the cop was crooked, and he knew it, so he's gonna pin him down for stuff. Anyways, the amount of shaw that I heard <laughs> when I heard when I walked in the door was immense. His accent is unbelievably unique. I've never heard anybody else talk like. Where's that. he from? I have no clue. He's probably Norwegian or something. I feel like no, I definitely like, not. No, Sean Norwegian. Connery sounds Irish. Yeah, Irish. Sean Connery. Where's Where's he from? I thought he was. He's either Irish or some some weird species of UK. <laughs> One of those weird, some weird species, very specific, like of toxic masculinity. One of those very specific dialects you find in like Britain, like Wales, kind of. I think it might be that. I don't think it's Wales. I th Wales sounds. Maybe it is. I don't know. I think it is. Hmm. Is he from Wales? I hope so. He's from Edinburgh. Damn it, UK. Mm. So close. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, one of those one of those interesting ones from UK. Huh. Edinburgh. Gosh, UK. Gosh. It's very nice. Well, twenty twenty's been off to a. Uh, I like how we're talking about an actor that what nobody in our generation knows about. One a phenomenal actor. Well, I mean, he's a classic actor. He plays the same role I in every movie he's in, though. But he's great at that role. I guess so. Yeah, it's kind of like a. It's kind of like John Wayne, there, Pilgrim. <laughs> I've played a cowboy in over a hundred movies and a bunch of different shit, and I've always sounded the same, mm. no matter the role. What were you saying, uh, Said? I was saying that 2020 Sorry. has been off to a a, a plunger. Of a fucking star. Interesting. That would be putting it lightly. Yes. Um. Are we doing 2020? Um. 2020 evaluation so far. 2020 halfway point slash yeah. hang in their motivational message towards the end to yes. clean it all up. Now we can't forget that Mondays are still your bitch, but our Mondays have changed drastically. <laughs> we can no longer go out, or has it's been the case, but. 
we have been losing motivation, have we not? For some things. I haven't. Oh. Okay, I'm not speaking about us three, you idiot. I am. <laughs> in, a, in a general sense. I feel like yeah, yeah. a lot of motivation has been lost. You can fucking see it, dude. People, um, people are very tired of of what's going. Yeah, on. Yeah, even the workers that are working like fast food, they're they're over it, man. They're they're so, they're over, so over working three hundred fifty plus orders in one shift. You know, I know the feeling. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and, I, I kind of recently got a job back at a restaurant. Yeah. And in uh, one of the first, one of the first uh, shifts that I had back, I think we did roughly three hundred orders. I think mm. three hundred thou, and that was just the morning crew. That wasn't even the that wasn't even the night shift. Now, just just to preface this, um, I know we're we're probably gonna, going to focus on a lot of the negative stuff that has been happening during a uh, twenty twenty, but mm -hmm. I have a feeling that the mainstream media is responsible for a lot of this, mm -hmm. for a lot of the at least chaos forcing people to become fearful and forcing people to focus on the negative because each year comes with its negative and positive right it's just it's the yin and yang yeah. of life yeah it's um, just it, it just it just gets overtaken by other negatives so then you forget about you forget about the other negatives that have happened granted i do believe that 2020 mm. is an extra like chaotic year yeah it's pretty crazy yeah, yeah. like what did egypt find didn't they find like the seven tombs? Oh, it was or like, like 18 or 20 sarcophaguses that hadn't been uh, discovered before. <laughs> Put was them that away. Even real, though? Yeah, I mean, I I think so. I mean, we just saw a meme and we assumed it was real. Well, it wasn't really a meme. It was just like an actual post, but then someone tweeted a comment under it and then said, yo, put that shit back. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what we need. Yeah, we don't need this right now, especially with the murder hornets coming out the next day, dude. So we have. Oh, my God. Let, let's start off from the beginning of the year. Yeah. So it started off with. North Korea. Now, North Korea, with a little, uh, they have a little backup from China, I believe. They tried to nuke the United States. Um, China is friends with North Korea for a few reasons, but I think China actually looks at North Korea as like an annoying little dog. <laughs> little hornet. It's like, yeah. imagine, you know, have you ever had a neighbor that has a tiny dog that won't shut the fuck up yeah. and they just bark for hours on yeah. end and they don't do, and the owners don't do anything about it? I think that's kind of how China looks at North Korea. Not as if they own them, but they're always barking and yapping like, I need this, I need that, I need that. And then China's like, fine. fine. Shut up. Get fuck off, Kim yeah. Jong. Yeah. You're lucky we're number one. I mean, they're still <laughs> allies, if I'm correct, but yeah, I, I guess you could say North Korea is backed by China mm. in a bigger sense. Yeah. I would imagine they're like communist but, dictatorships. Um, until this day, I'm kind of confused on what triggered Kim Jong-un to say that or to like, you know, pull up that big red button. How do you think uh, his country would stay alive? They have almost nothing to offer. Yeah. And they've always been like that, too. Yeah. Ever since the North Korea. Form. Yeah. But there was back and forth talk about the U.S. doing something to trigger it as well. Do you guys recall that? I th it, it most likely was Trump. <laughs> no, it, it had to have been brought on by Obama because Trump was the only leader that actually talked to him for the past however many years. Yeah. So that's the first thing um, on the brink of nuclear nuclear war. Yeah, we'll just label it World War Three, whatever. Because you have sure. allies, yeah. you have enemies, and then and then Russia gets in, then a whole bunch of other countries get in. It's a clusterfuck, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, that was a nightmare. I thought the the main thing that triggered it though was North Korea launching a missile. It was like either over Japan or it couldn't right, be over. 
Couldn't be over. I think it, I think it was either over or right next to them. Like, I think right next to. Because I remember Japan was like, yo, that's kind of an act of war. <laughs> it's a declaration. <laughs> hey, Kim Jong, that's uh, pretty shady. Yeah, that yeah. one got pretty. I mean, the tensions were high there for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, people were worried about getting the, the draft back into place if that actually yeah. went through. And the thing that I thought was interesting about that or the main reason why we now know it didn't go through was China actually like wholeheartedly admitted that if they had a frontal ground assault, like, you know, like a war with America, not over information technology or like the nuclear stuff like that, just people on the ground, they would probably lose. Mm -hmm. They admitted that, which is why China didn't really want a World War Three to commence in the first place. Yeah. China doesn't want to go to war. It would kind of totally disrupt their plan that they have going on right now. War is the last is the last option. The very last, <laughs> the very option. last option. Yeah. Mm. There's no point to them because they don't gain advantage over that. Yeah, it's not. It wouldn't be their strong suit per se. Yeah. So that's why they don't want to pursue it further. They would rather just do economic domination and become mm -hmm. the new powerhouse. Yeah. So that's Makes that's sense. how we started 2020. Yeah. yeah. What and was next? That was Walt's. After that it. was actually Kobe's death. Yes. It's true. So people were like very, they were feeling kind of like, okay, World War Three. <laughs> that was funny. It was a close one, you know. Yeah, and the then, country kind of and came then we together got, for a second. We got hit hard with an unfortunate death. One of the most tragic, I think. Yeah. Probably in the past fifty years. Yes. Sports history. Yeah, yeah. sports history without a doubt. It it really messed people up for a while. Um, well, I mean, fifty years—that's a big span. Mm -hmm. a yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. I'm just throwing of, out a number. Yeah. A lot of important people. But followed by that, coincidentally, COVID-19. Dun, dun, dun. The big baddie. Yes. Now, with that came a lot of crap because it happened in phases. Yes. It went into chaos. People mm -hmm. not knowing what is going on, what the virus is about, whether it was the flu or not. And people were, you know, everyone was just confused. Let's actually start before that, mm -hmm. if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. So... What happened, at least here in SoCal, right, was um, we heard minor reports about a small virus going on over in China. Mm -hmm. I heard reports about it as early as January, even though it realistically started in as early as June of 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I heard reports of it in January. It started circulating like through the school and people started talking about it, but they didn't think anything was really going to happen. Then we had reports of people that actually were that were known to have coronavirus fly into airports like local to our area. That's when people started getting really worried, but still nothing shut down yet. It went on like that until what was it like March? Yeah. When, until, when did when did like, like full, March, March 17th? When did like the full quarantine like for basically I remember it was around California. it was around March 17th. It was before my birthday. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. A week or two before. Um because when I when my birthday hit, you guys remember we celebrated here. Yeah. We were quarantined, everything was so it was from then. I, I still remember we were recording at the other stew. Mm. And then we were talking about LMAO. Somebody ate a bat in a soup. <laughs> remember? And then we started like just making fun of it. And the, the memes were on the rise. And it was like, <laughs> man, poor Chinese, you know, like all that stuff. <laughs> and then what do you know? Next day, first case, New York. What the hell? Yeah, that's, that's when, when it was I like, remember when that one came out. Yeah, like the first case in New York, it was like a big. Yeah, e all of a sudden everybody was yeah. like, "Holy!" And shit. then three hours later, a flight just landed in Florida. 
hazmat suits are now a part of TSA. TSA is checking people's uh, freaking mm-hmm. uh, people on flights. They're checking their uh, their temperature, all this stuff. And it's just like, whoa, okay, this is actually getting crazy. Instant and then escalation. Instantly. Just instantly. 20 reported cases in California. What the hell? Yeah. And people were just losing their minds at that point. Toilet paper gone. Wipes. <laughs> water. The Sony was still there. But... <laughs> <laughs> like it was just that it was, was chaos was dude disrespect. do you remember that first trip we went to to walmart and that wasn't even in the heat of it that yeah. was actually like after all the pandemonium no. really that was in the heat of the confusion yeah because nobody knew whether it was a flu whether it was like what kind of strain it was it was just people were just like being stupid and just he- reading headlines and just calling it a day mm-hmm. right um we caught the tail end of the con- we caught the tail end of the pandemonium yeah but we got like right at the peak of yeah. the confusion. And it was at this point where it was predictions. People were like, okay, a lot of people are probably going to be unemployed. People are, uh, businesses are probably going to shut down. Um, we're already hitting a mild recession. Now this is going to be worse. Like all this stuff, right? And you can hear about it from every point of view. Business, consumer, government, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, from there, unemployment did hit. People were getting laid off. What did it, did it rise you, up to like ten million, like almost within a few within a week? Within a week? About? No, no, no. Unemployment? No, no. It didn't I don't hit ten million. Think it's over ten million no, right no. now. Really? I feel like it's it's around three. If anything. no, I thought it was like now. six. Okay, well, my numbers might be fucked up. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Unemployment hit. Um. We started printing more money. <laughs> of course. <laughs> now the U.S. dollar, I'm pretty sure, has devalued, right? It, it's it, probably going to devalue. It's going to devalue. A lot sure. of the damage is going to occur like six months from now. Yeah, six yeah. about six months to a year from now. Dude, stay at home orders. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Now 22 what? million unemployed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's Great Depression numbers. That's yeah. uh, not great. That's insane. Um, yeah, you know stay at home orders. Yeah. People are quarantined. You know, people have uh, old grandmothers and grandfathers. Now, this is, it was, I think, at this stage where we started finding out the accuracy of the numbers and quote unquote target, accuracy. Yeah, the target audience of the virus, right? So it's targeting people that are like, what, 50 plus? Let's just say that mm-hmm. because it can range. It could be 65 plus, 56 plus, doesn't matter. I think it was something like over 80% of the deaths yeah. occurred in the 65 and up yeah. uh, bracket. Exactly. So it would stoop down. I mean, like there, there were people that have died much younger than that, obviously, yeah. but, but the vast majority, like you, like you said, over 80% yeah. has been 65 plus. So, I mean, it is targeting specific people with specific like heart conditions um, or just health conditions. It's hitting people that are already immunocompromised or their bodily or their bodily functions aren't as good as they used to be. Yeah. So it makes sense that older populations are actually like the ones to have the biggest hit. Mm-hmm. Cuz I mean aren't they also the biggest population with the flu? It's like just the common flu. Yeah. Yeah. Every year. Yeah, and people people don't take into account that the flu kills like 50 to 60,000 people a year as well. Yeah. I now I feel like that that demographic or that s- statistic was important just to compare it to like SARS and um Ebola mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cuz I believe SARS was targeting people as as low as like 13 years old, mm-hmm. you know. Doesn't matter. Well, so, SARS was pretty much so outside of the, outside right? of the the virus. What else happened after that? After that, we had the um, murder hornets that, <laughs> that were shipped Wait, off. My the, question is, how the fuck did they get here? They were shipped in a crate, dude. 
Were they were shipped over? No, I heard they well, came out of the they, crate. They originally were in, um, I think it was British Columbia, somehow, and then they made okay. Their, so they started in Canada, but they made their way down here. Wow! Yeah. I can't believe there were articles that were saying that this most likely um, sparked in China. That's I <laughs> they're mean, probably trying to pin shit on China. I if. I mean, I mean, it, it's it's sense? the Asian murder hornet. So, but are they found well, in China? No, no, no. Yeah. So well, like... were they created in labs too? <laughs> yeah, that has to be a cross species of yeah, or a, a cross combination of species, right? That yeah. has to be. No way. It, it's just the the coincidence, the time of it. It's like yeah. you know, you can't make this shit up. Yeah, simulation stuff. As of now, keep going, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. As of now, I feel like. There hasn't really been a negative. There's been been more positive, especially with the Earth side. Mm -hmm. Like air pollution has drastically decreased. Like what? When was the last time we saw it? Saw LA like this? Like the buildings just those flat pictures. Out smooth. If those pictures are actually like if they're real, yeah. it's it's stunning, dude. Um, just drive there. You can see it from the distance. You know how mm -hmm. from the distance it would look all like foggy and hazy. Yeah, you can see the buildings. Yeah, it's just they're just buildings now. It's it's, it's actually crazy. Um, so yeah, air pollution has decreased a lot. More wildlife is moving into, um, residential. Yeah. Residential areas. Suburban. Um, yeah. Like we've been seeing more coyotes, deer. That could <laughs> be a problem depending on who you talk to though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a very case by case basis. Bef before this, this pandemic hit, this virus hit, I've seen, I saw one coyote my entire life. I've really? Seen th Your whole life? Just one? Yes. Wow. And after this virus hit, I've seen three in normal places that I usually go to parks yeah. Remember? Um, by the by the highway like it, it's pretty crazy. we were skating down a park mm -hmm. by the beach and just randomly we were like hey what the hell daylight six feet yeah daylight this guy just sends it across the park just running through the bushes I was like what the hell was that a coyote everyone everyone at the park was like is that a coyote yeah but, yeah that was pretty interesting to freaking see <laughs> broad daylight um yeah, other than that, I can't really think of... And of course, you have community, you have people going out, you know, starting to take care of their health. From what I see, uh, I think a week ago at, at Miles Square Park. Yeah. Oh, in the morning, an ungodly number of people running. No way. Like, it was packed. Yeah. You had to you had to try to navigate your way through people if mm -hmm. you're running. Um, so that, that's another good thing that, that I see from it. Yeah. Just health, health awareness, yeah. things like that. Um, like, I like what Joe Rogan said. He mm -hmm. said that guys... Are different than women in the sense of hygiene right for example we can like work construction we can paint a wall or whatever and forget to wash our hands in the middle of it mm -hmm. right so in a way we are kind of more disgusting yeah we get dirtier we yeah we get dirtier and just like you know we don't wash our hands as often as like a woman might like he was comparing it to his daughter mm -hmm. so his son his son would never come up to him and be like ew do you wash your hands no but his daughter would he doesn't have a son, though. He doesn't. No, he what? has three daughters. Only daughters, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. No, but he's saying if he if he were to have a son. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I've always been like big on washing my hands. I don't know why. They just always told us at our school like make sure you wash your hands. Like, it's just really. yeah. It's just how you think about it. Yeah. But like think about it. If you're at the gym and you like every time you hold a bar, you're not gonna wash your hands every time, right? Mm -hmm. Depends on what I'm doing. Sometimes I get hand sanitizer in, yeah. in between different equipment. I'll get hand sanitizer. Yeah. See, for me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I'd just be like, I'd be like, all right, let me just get through the dirty process, and then I'll shower all at once. Yeah. Okay. If it right. was something where like, 
I get. I guess in certain things, yeah, I would be more on that side. Yeah, where I'll just be like, let's just if it's. I know I'm gonna get dirty. Let's get dirty and then let's go home and wash it all off. Yeah. Or if I'm at the gym, for instance, right, and let's say I don't use hand sanitizer before I walk out, I'll always wash my hands. Yeah. Like just, just because, like, dude, wash your hands after you're done at the gym and marvel at how black the water is oh, that yeah. comes off of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's frightening. Mm-hmm. That just shows you how little they actually clean their equipment. Yeah, like which is staff. why it's always nice to have like that gym with the spray bottle and the freaking everything and yeah. just to now, disinfect everything before you use it. Now, in terms of the topic, we're on twenty twenty. Um, after the after the murder hornets, anything else? Well, of course, there are a lot of small negative things that have happened. Anything yeah, big? I mean, the stock market crash. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that was it a big plummeted, one, bro. Uh, global. I mean, the global economy is kind of taking a massive shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, we already talked about unemployment. Uh, and now I think now at this point we're starting to see tension between states versus the federal government, people versus um all the above versus yeah versus all of the above stay at home orders. Oh, we're hearing L.A. potentially another three months in lockdown. Mm-hmm. The amount of businesses we're hearing just saying like, we're no, we're not doing this anymore. It's not sustainable. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are going against it now and just opening up anyway and just facing the fines. Elon arrests. Musk is at work right now. Yeah. They opened up the factory in, uh, I think it was Alameda. Alameda? Alameda. Alameda yeah. County, yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, we're getting back at it. If you we resting. have to. Yeah. Because the, the economic damage is much worse than, than any damage the virus is going to produce. Yes. Based off of what we already know. Yeah. And that's only, and that's only like considering a month. Mm-hmm. Now imagine three months. Dude. So we, we can't. If 70% of companies don't just shut down. Dude, we're, we're literally back to, like, I'm trying to comprehend that. If you're telling me you can predict what's going to happen in the next, and I don't mean you specifically yeah, yeah. or Zaid, I just mean anybody yeah. can predict what's going to happen within the next couple months, I'm just going to dismiss it. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I have theories yeah. that I'll throw out there, but I don't necessarily think they're true. Yeah. I just think it's something that could happen because that's, I like to talk about I stuff mean, like that. I mean, I, I am, I think, I totally think that you can compare it to other similar situations we've had and how that, how we got out of that, how we grew out of it, how it happened, you know, stuff like that. You can compare numbers, sure. Oh, no, I meant. But you can't have like a solid, like, yeah, in six months. This is what I meant. This is what's going In the span of three months, we've had a global pandemic. The global economy has not entirely collapsed, but has taken a significant hit. The unemployment rates have never been higher. And uh, not only the U.S., but other countries alike. How the fuck are you going to tell me what the economy is like tomorrow? Yeah. I can't take you seriously. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There's, There's no way. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's this year has just been too crazy. Yeah. Even if you were so sure, that's only so much of a percentage. Exactly. Yeah. The best thing you could say in terms of like quote unquote prediction mm-hmm. is just strap in and be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Dang, dude. Um, strap in, get ready, and uh, see what happens. So yeah, 2020, crazier. Yeah, um, nuts. It this might is only get the, crazier. We're at the we don't know. almost halfway mark. Yeah. What would that be like? June? Yes. Yeah. June. Yeah. But we have another thing to discuss, my friends. What? Could you say that? We have a topic of debate. We have a topic of debate on our hands. We ready, boy. It's time for a topic of debate, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we have Zaid versus Saeed. And I'm going to be the mediator who will politely chime in at the end and is also doing the introductory. Yes, sir. And basically controlling the flow of conversation. I'm not necessarily going to put a time limit on it. Mm -hmm. Although I do ask that you respectfully listen to each other until they're done talking. Okay. We won't get in any fist fights. No, no, 
ground wrestling, no arm we'll, we'll bars. We'll turn this into Arabic news, dude, where we just <laughs> toss this table over you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the video of, uh, it was like a news channel in either Russia or the Ukraine where there was an earthquake going on and it was violently shaking the what room. What the hell? And they just like started talking towards the tail end of it like nothing happened. What? <laughs> I expect like, nothing less from like, them. You know in America when an earthquake or something's going on they duck under the tables immediately because you know that's what we're trained to do. Yeah. Like, um, no they were just like chilling the ceiling like you could see dust falling from the <laughs> ceiling. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Yeah, They've like, been whatever. through harder stuff. Anyways the top the topic of debate is a uh, technology-driven one, mm. and it's a uh, does social media or sorry has social media improved human communication? Now, for the premise of this argument, you can take that in whatever direction you would like to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that being said, please bring your hands to the center of the table. We're going to do a rock paper scissors to see who goes first. All right. Alrighty, we're going to do rock paper scissors shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right, so Saeed got the scissors. Zaid has the paper. Saeed, would you like to go first, or would you like Zaid to go first? I would like Zaid to go first. I'm very interested in what he <laughs> has right. to say. So I am arguing for. Um, I am arguing that uh, social media has improved human communication, correct? Yes. This okay. is Zaid on the side of social media has improved. Number one, communication. never before in the history of this planet have you been able to communicate with somebody halfway across the globe Okay. Create businesses with people across the globe, um, potentially find relationship partners across the globe. Uh, so that would be that would be the first thing uh, that I would say. Now, of course, social media is a tool. So with any new technology, there are going to be negatives and positives. For example, you might see a spike in suicide um, suicide rates in young teens because they're always on Instagram, Twitter, whatever the platform may be. Um, but that's my main argument. The idea that, well, f- here's also here's also this point. Human beings have always been good at connecting with each other, person yeah. to person. Without that, we wouldn't be able to create a society. We wouldn't be able to communicate with each other and build up all the necessary things that we need. So, you know, for those two reasons, I think social media has improved human connection regardless of the small negative impact that it may have mm. on certain uh, subsets of the population. Would you say that is the end of your statement? Yeah, pretty basic. So essentially to summarize it, um, we've never had the ability to communicate so freely and easily across we, great distances. In prior decades, we did have a global economy, but with social media, it's it's increased exponentially. Okay, so communication bridges have opened before that were established before but have now become instantaneous yes and the benefits of social media um, improving human communication vastly outweighs the negative aspects of it in my opinion absolutely now Saeed yes as the opposing side Mm -hmm. what are what is your stance where are you coming from well I think in a in a in a huge way Social media has actually made human communication way worse. How so? In the sense that I can say anything and it doesn't mean anything anymore. Mm. So the way that things are perceived and the way that things I'm saying things, right? Mm -hmm. So now I am a person where it's like the less you say, the more important the the shit you say is, Mm -hmm. right? So 
that is backed up by meaning to my words. Mm -hmm. Correct? With social media, the way I see it is just endless ranting. It's endless talk. It is just somewhere to show people that you are the greatest. Mm -hmm. But alongside you, there are a million other greater people. And people that think they are the greatest too. Right? <laughs> so, human communication, for example, if I was to... I, I, I personally hate DMing. Right? Mm -hmm. DMing people constantly just always always looking for that like sense of communication i think it's because it's become so normal that that is the new communication now there's no longer any letters there's no like but why do we need letters why do hey, we need hey, letters hey written I, I, words i'm dude. asking you think to about politely it. wait until okay. he is done speaking absolutely and then i'm going to ask each of you a question and then you can argue with each other yes. my apologies oh great moderator okay. please commence so Continue. if i were to open a notebook, a nice piece of paper, and just wrote you a letter and sent it to you. Would that mean something more to you than a simple DM with the same words? It has a lot more meaning. Yes. And that is what I am saying. What I'm saying is that nothing will ever be the proper form of communication. I feel like there is a proper form of communication. Now, I feel like technology did it right with one thing, email. Mm -hmm. If I worked for a company and I want it to seem professional, but also have the nice efficiency, I would send an email because that is basically an electronic letter. Now, I don't want to be DMing people on WhatsApp, freaking uh, Facebook, Instagram, literally anything, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, it doesn't have meaning. Like, it's so easy to just be left on scene and read because you have that option, you know? But with a letter, there comes there comes that that form of like this guy spent time. He had to drive somewhere to drop it off, you know, and actually put money into it, which mm -hmm. is a stamp, right, to send it out. That means that these words must be important, right? Okay. Now it's going to differentiate a lot between a DM and a letter. There's just more meaning within the words. Would you say that is the conclusion to your uh, stance? Yeah. I feel like you can branch off of that. So. so to summarize, essentially what you think is that the avenues of communication are almost too great now in some extent. Exactly. It's and too uh, there's no added value to what's being said because people can just mindlessly spew whatever they want to. Yes. And everybody can look at it. Yeah. That's why there's so many unnecessary debates online and there's so many just everyone thinks they know everything now. Okay. Yeah. Got you. Zaid. Mm -hmm. My question to you, because you were a little bit, since you were on the pro side, uh, this is a con that I'm curious to see your perspective on. Do you feel as if social media has potentially damaged our interpersonal relationships? So our our ability to uh, communicate with others without a screen in front of us. Um, I mean, that's primary, primarily the main one. Are you able to interact with others without there being uncertainty or like uncomfortableness because you're not around technology? Do you think that people have become a little bit too much attached in that fear of what's known now known as FOMO or the fear of missing out yeah. is like almost more of a hindrance than it is like an advantage with technology? Where do you stand on that? People, especially young people, without a doubt, uh, I think for the majority of them, it is it has impacted their ability to focus on other things, 
specifically human-to-human interaction. That's why you see people picking up their phones during dinner if they're having dinner with their friends. Um, you know, fubbing. Fubbing is a real thing. I'm not denying that. Mm-hmm. How how is it a positive change or is it a negative one? That in that specific circumstance context, it's a negative one. Okay. But to compare that to the benefits that you gain, it gain the quote, the so-called cross pollination that occurs on the internet, especially social media, to be able to. Let's say if I'm in California, to be able to interact with somebody in Indonesia yeah. potentially needs my help or the other way around, that's priceless to me. So I, I can see that. Yeah. So what I'm saying is you think that social media has hindered our ability to actually communicate on a face-to-face basis. However, the added value of the technology and communication is still so great. So you're still on that side. Depends on what depends on what subset of the population you're talking about. Okay. Because, I mean, if you, if you give a phone, okay, every, every young person, every teenager has a phone in their hands. Uh, we know that their brain's not fully developed. We know that they're not mature enough um, in general to handle the responsibility of such a powerful to- a tool. Every time they pick it up, dopamine rush. I understand that. Um, but what were you saying before? I mean, you kind of just answered the question. Yeah, yeah. But I'll, also, another que- another thing is, I think... I think old people or elderly or not necessarily elderly, but older people, right? So like in their, let's just say 40s and on. I think they're as active on their phones as the youth can be in certain scenarios. Once they're out of work or even in work, they could probably be on their phones just as much. I think it's just the way that they spend their time on it is vastly different than young people's. I see that. And they also had the added benefit of not having them. So they're probably their communication skills are going to be inherently a little bit better, at least face-to-face, not necessarily online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Saeed, yeah. since you were saying that it's a place to spew whatever you want, right? It's just kind of like an info dump of pretty much where it's 98% useless. I'm it's just a, throwing a number out It's there. a nightlife open bar. That's what it, the way I look at it. <laughs> okay. Dude. So do you think it's actually negative for society to allow everybody to just spew whatever they want all the time and it's accessible by everybody yes. do you think that the access to people can be too great for instance before like before cell phones and stuff like that if you wanted to talk to a celebrity the best thing you could do was mail them a note and pray to god that they responded or be lucky enough to run into them on the street right mm-hmm. but now i could send uh give me any celebrity Crystalia. I could send Crystalia a, a DM on Instagram. It's like, yo, your stand up was ass. Your uh, your DoorDash orders are weak. <laughs> like yeah, shit yeah. like that. You know. So, do you think it's actually bad that we have that much access to people that we normally wouldn't have before? And if so, why do you believe that? Do I think it's it's wrong or bad to have access like that? Is that what you're saying? To have the ability to speak so freely on a public platform or on a public setting into whoever you want to, well, even if they're not in the same room as you. It's kind of weird because I'm not like, I feel like I'm not for it or against it. Okay. It's just more, it depends on like the strength of the individual, right? Mindset. If you're a weak individual, you will you can technically read all these things and it will have a negative impact on your life, right? Mm-hmm. Now... Thankfully, I am not that person. <laughs> so I can I can sense when things are like fake or someone's trying to troll or someone's trying to like, you know, like this mm-hmm. isn't actually worth my time. 
Mm. I can sense the value of it. So, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. But it does get to a point where it's very hard to tell the value of something. So, for example, I li- I, I like this very much. Think of social media, literally. Social media. When was when is the only time you ever hear social? Is when you go out at night, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, something other than work. Something other than life, right? Now, I think social media is the same way. It's just like, as soon as I'm in it, I have to socialize. It's it's literally the the place. So when people are constantly DMing you, um, talking to you, things like that, that means they're talking to so many other people that that relationship does not feel real. It just feels very fake. It just feels very just in that platform. That's it. Nothing more. Now, relationships that do feel real, I will get them electronically, like messages and things, things like that. But it's it's to people that have my number mm-hmm. through iMessage, you know, things like that. Yeah. That feels like a different level than a DM from Instagram. Does that make sense? So there's, the different, value, there's different tiers of value or emotional connection that you're going to get depending on where the message comes from. Yes. And I imagine for you, handwritten is at the very top. Exactly. Yeah. Because that takes time, effort and work. Somebody had to mail that to you. Yes. They had to figure out your address. They had to, they had to make it look letter. good. They had to pay yeah. for the proper stamp. Yeah. And then so, that went straight to you. But I will say that I do understand where Zade, Zade's thinking about it in a different way. So I do agree with a lot of his points mm-hmm. as well. But he's looking at it from like a different context or a different like. Well, that's why it's a topic of debate. You can have yes, any sir. you can have any approach to the to the yeah. topic that you want. But if you want to relate it back to actual human communication, we are nowhere near how we used to be. It used to be so good. And now it's just bad like if you were to see someone at a supermarket back then you would actually genuinely miss them you'd be like oh my god like i haven't seen you forever you know (laughs) things like that like now it's just like hey what up dude Uh like you already know what (laughs) you know what they had for dessert for god's sake do you know what i mean okay okay wait sorry i'm now going to open up the floor to you for you two to talk to each other and like actually debate debate now back and forth but i just want to say this that is there's we can't tell stories to each other anymore yeah. Because everybody knows what the fuck you did. Yeah. Already. Guess what? Because I already have my story on my story. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't need to know. <laughs> yeah. Zade's like, I'm over that shit. Let's yeah. keep going. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> I don't need to know everything about your fucking life to the point where you have to post it on your story all yeah. fucking day and night. Yeah. I don't give a shit what you ate for dessert. Add a little mystery. Of course. Yeah. But like, okay, let's take the economic perspective okay. into account. Okay. How much money does Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and all the rest of them, how much how much money does that, uh, how much of an infusion does that give to the economy? Well, it def- definitely inflated it a lot. I think without e-commerce, for example, which is primarily run on social media. Yeah. No, that see, would be- this is where I agree with you. Mm-hmm. It, this is definitely a pro. Okay. But... I'm saying like the way I interpreted Logan's question in the beginning was did it actually make human communication better? Like person to person. Person to person. Well, this is the thing. People, I don't think so. People learn how to communicate with each other mm-hmm. regardless of whether you have, you know, whether you're it's, on yeah, Facebook, totally Twitter. Different, think though. about it this way. It is totally different. It's like, it's not the same as a person to person interaction. Let me just show 100% you an the example that, had, that happened today. Remember when I read you an email that said, Hello, we found your Instagram and we would like to collab with you. We are offering this, this, and that. Mm -hmm. Now, what do I make from that? First of all, 
you asked me, where did you see that? And I said, they emailed me, right? So why do we have to ask? Did they DM you or email you? Because they're mm-hmm. two different things. See how they're taken as One two? One sounds more official. Exactly. That's interesting. Okay. He's He's got a point there. Okay. He's got a very interesting See what point. I mean? So that's derived off a feeling that we have. Mm-hmm. Because we automatically know that DM is bullshit. Now, nowadays, that's just how it is. It's well, just like an alert. I would argue with that. Yeah. Because a, a DM, once again, social media is a tool. It depends mm-hmm. on how the person uses the tool. Yeah. Granted, a lot of people use it in a shitty way, but also the same number of people, if not more, um, use it wisely. Mm-hmm. They DM to connect with somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. And then they might meet somebody through that DM. Yeah. No, I, I get that 100% because the way that the process, my process moves is that I DM someone, you know, uh, let's just say for a collaboration or some, some work to mm-hmm. be done. From there, I'll kind of like build a minor relationship to to the point where I can like officially move them to like, all right, you're in my list. So I'll add you to my contacts. Mm-hmm. And from there, we'll be texting. Mm-hmm. We will not be DMing anymore. Also, I will say this. So it is a good tool. I agree. I do. I do agree that an email definitely carries more importance than a DM in terms of feeling when yes. you receive it. However, people take so long to respond to their emails. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had professors literally wait two weeks to respond to an email before. So it's, I mean, the DM route, it's kind of sometimes your only option if you want a quick response, right? So for business stuff on Instagram, let's just say theoretically, I understand because they're more likely to check that frequently than their email. This will be my final point. Yes. When it comes to human face-to-face connection, social connection, without social connection, um, our health goes to shit. Yeah. We've seen that with prisoners who are kept in isolation, uh, all of those experiments, so on and so forth. But human connection is so deeply wired into our genetic makeup mm-hmm. that that we need it. We cannot help but search for it. And even even with this, even with the negatives that social media provides, yeah, we are going to search for that and develop ourselves to the point where where we will get that social connection. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of pros and cons. It's just, it doesn't mean it's necessarily the tool. Like, you know what I mean? But it is a tool. As as with any there's topic no of debate, yeah. there's nuance. There's gray. There's yeah. a lot of gray area. Yeah. It's not just black and white. Uh-huh. Speaking of a place that loves to cover the gray areas, the 2 a.m. podcast, <laughs> wrapping it up with a spicy topic of debate. <laughs> it's spicy. unbelievably hot in here. Yeah. Not only because we don't have AC, but this conversation. Oh, cooking the room up. It's steamy. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 30 of the 2 a.m. podcast has officially come to a close. And that being said, we need to do all the traditional closing statements. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox for all of you weird people who listen to that. Hey, don't judge the cast box community. <laughs> you know I love them. I'm just giving yeah. them shit. But anyways, episode 30. Um, many thank, more to come. Thank you very Stay much tuned. for listening. Hey, we appreciate the five stars. Yes, we're five loving, star review. We're loving the views. Oh, yeah. We're, we're having a great time. The only thing I wish we could do more is interact with you guys a little bit more. Yeah. We'll get into fault. like Q&A type things. Yeah. Please DM us questions. Even if yes. we, honestly, anything. All the time. It's yeah. just it's just great fuel for conversation. Exactly. We love to answer your questions Spice too. Spice it up. Follow us at the two AM podcast on Instagram. And that being said, 
Uh, did I already say five-star review? Love yeah, that. Yeah. All that stuff. Like, so, comment, subscribe. Thank you very much for listening, and we love you all, honestly. And This has been yeah. Zaid. This has been Logan. And this has been Saeed. Thank you for tuning in once again. We'll see you next Thank time you. on 31. 31, baby. Peace. Peace.